On drums, a kid who's wanted in 21 states for the crime of rockin'. He's Clem, Mutton Chop Linnell. My daddy was a rattlesnake, and my mama wore a six-gun. On lead guitar, he reads your meters, now he's ready to rock your world. He's lightning, Mel Ratner. Oh, sorry. Man, my brain was flipping like a pancake. <laughs> And on rhythm guitar, I'm Pete, Thunderball Wrigley. And together, we make up the blowholes. Count us down, Cooter. Uh, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. Let's rock! On the Lord Hut, here we Nick. On the Lord Hut, here we Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, I live in number one Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. I am Joey. I'm Andrew. Uh, welcome to episode two. We're going to be talking about our favorite theme songs today. Indeed. Um, I think there's a lot of controversial picks on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be a good one. We're really excited about this. When we first started talking about doing a podcast, after we figured out that we were going to do 90s Nickelodeon, one of the first things I was excited about was theme songs because there is just, I'd say, a dozen really great Nickelodeon theme songs. We're going to talk about just the way we feel that the shows on Nickelodeon during this time period kind of challenged what was normal for a kid's show. And uh, I definitely feel like it influenced me growing up. So both Andrew and I play music, yeah? Yeah. Uh, all the Nick shows are kind of the things that like get really get into your head, and uh, yeah, some of these just burrow so deep that you <laughs> never forget them. Yeah, and it, it, in my case, as someone who, as an amateur, writes songs and records songs, I, I feel a debt to some of the music from these shows uh, influencing me as a kid. Um, Andrew, Andrew played; we played in a band together. Andrew played drums. Uh, I've I've played guitar throughout my life, and so besides the fact that we're talking Nick's theme songs today, we both are music enthusiasts, uh, and this is a list we're really excited about. Yeah, totally. You ready to do it? Yeah, I'm ready to jump in. All right. Okay. At number five, it's going to be Hey Dude. <laughs> hey Dude. Dude. Um, so this is one of those ones that's really memorable. Um, it's just, uh, I can't forget it, you know. I don't think in my whole life I've forgotten all the words to it. Um, yeah. Man Eating Jackrabbit and Killer Cacti. The most memorable, Perfect. sure. Um, Give me a third. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, yippee ki Oh, that is a good one. I mean, yippee ki right. what? Uh, <laughs> can't forget that what. Perfect. Plus um, plus the, hey, dude, yeah. at the end. I mean, that's <laughs> one of the most perfect tags of a theme song ever. Super memorable. Um, and, I mean, I think it captures the spirit of the show pretty well. I mean, Definitely. And I, besides the fact that it's not a good show. Yeah, yeah. Good show. <laughs> it's the best, it's the crown jewel of the show definitely yeah. the best part of it i would say correct um, i remember maybe a couple decent episodes but overall this is what you remember about it 
Yes. Um, I, I've never encountered one person in my life where I might encounter someone who, who, who would say, Oh man, Hey dude was, yeah. the, I love, I love the Hey dude song. Hey dude, killer Jack rabbit, whatever. But never once did they go, do you remember the episode? <laughs> and even if they did, my answer would be no. So definitely, <laughs> definitely the song was the best part of the show. So, uh, no qualms here. Yeah. Okay, cool. So number five on my list is Rugrats. So I couldn't leave Rugrats off the list. It almost didn't make the list. There's tons of stuff that I kind of swapped in and, off, uh, in and out of the list, but um, I wanted to pay homage to our local Akron hero, uh, not LeBron James, not Steph Curry, Mark Mothersbaugh. Uh, so Mark is, uh, if you don't know him, he was in a band Devo. He creates just crazy amounts of music for both professionally and both for also for movies. Uh, he works a lot with Wes Anderson. Um, before even I saw Rugrats, I didn't realize it until recently, but I was familiar with his music because I was a gigantic Pee Wee Herman fan, and he did all the music for Pee Wee Herman. I just love Mark's music because it he, he takes chances with uh, sampling, and it, they, they could have played it safe, I felt like, for a kid's show. It could have been a stupid song about babies, and um, yeah, but um, I think it really perfectly nails... Uh the baby viewpoint yeah uh we talked about the baby kind of how the camera is like as if you're one of the babies like crawling around the room um and i think that the sound of that song somehow just enhances that even more definitely Um, they have the uh toy piano in the song so besides the fact that it's a bunch of sampling and synths and keyboards there's a baby piano in the background and so you have this layer of what i'm sure mark just wanted to create artistically something cool as well as actually serving what the show was yeah um even outside this is one that i think outside the show is interesting in itself like you could listen to it um yeah if it was on in the other room i would be happy to hear it okay so we have a western western (laughs) theme song and we have a devo created theme song Let's move on to number four. Okay, my number four is Ren and Stimpy. This is called the Dog Pound Hop, and it was created by some of the Spumco employees, Spumco being John Kay's animation studio. And they called themselves the De-Screaming Lederhosen. Um, this is a great, uh, like, jazzy, up-tempo song that I think really um, gets the spirit of the show. And uh, it feels uh, really kind of off-the-cuff, just like how the animation on the show kind of feels. And it's just a really kind of, like, complex song for being one of, on one of these shows. Yeah. Ren Stimpy is also my number four, and I think one of the things I just appreciate about it is that it's so, um, kind of like Rugrats, it's so out of the norm of what you would expect on a kid's television show. It feels like you should be 
in some club listening to these super proficient artists performing. Yeah. Um, I had, I had read that they hired the Spunko guys because they didn't want to hire an outside band. They didn't want to pay them every time they had to use a song. And so the fact that amazing that they're, <laughs> that these guys happen to be able to play this yeah, well, <laughs> for, sure, for sure. I had also read a fact and I cannot verify whether it's true or not, but um, if it's true, it's incredible. A couple websites had it that Kurt Cobain actually submitted a theme song for Ren and Stimpy. They didn't use it, but they said it's on a tape somewhere. It's never been released. <laughs> so that's what makes me weary as to whether it's true or not. It seems like some story over time that could have been yeah. made up, but um, it'd be really cool if it was. But yeah, I just love like the if you watch the open. Neither of us picked Ren and Stimpy for our opening titles no. last week. I think, for me at least, it was mainly because most of it is, uh, or all of it's from the first episode, or one of the first episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, I kind of tended to stray away from that. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Th- I like it, but... The thing I like about the song is actually maybe the thing I don't like about the opening credits, which is how jumpy it is. I, I The song, I think, is really fun, but in the, the, the opening credits follows that jumpiness to yeah. the point where it feels almost too... Yeah, like too much. Too crazy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I wanted to read a... Uh, last week I mentioned this book I'm reading called Slimed, An Oral History of Nickelodeon's Golden Age. And it's by a guy named Matthew Clickstein. And I'm going to be referencing his book every once in a while. Actually, The Modern Child I Am, I messaged, I messaged him on Twitter. He gave me permission to uh, read from his book as long as I gave him credit. And so from time to time, I'll, I'll be reading from the book. Uh, we'll call these Clickstein Facts. So this quote is from Chris Riccardi, who is one of the major players on Ren and Stimpy's theme song. And just talking about it, when he talks about John, he's talking about the guy who created Ren and Stimpy. And so Chris said this. He said, John was really into this Polynesian musician called Chano, this wild native guy who played bongos with sticks. John threw on this 45 record, and it was this crazy music that had R&B roots in it, basic jump swing beats with upright bass, but with these crazy bongos. He said, do something like that, do something like that. The whole thing was raw, gritty stuff, like the art for the show. It wasn't your typical timid, homogenized stuff that most people were trying to write for children's television. What we made for him ended up getting used as a title theme, because when the show went to series, it got to be time where Nick wanted a song. Various songs were submitted, but John said, this works best. It has no lyrics, it's just cool. He convinced them to take it. So that's Chris Riccardi, who is, like I said, one of the players on the Ren and Stimpy theme song, and that is from Matthew Clickstein's book, Slimed. I think that uh, kind of hits on a pretty good point that... Um applies to a lot of this stuff which is the people involved were not trying to make it for kids per se um they weren't trying to dumb it down at all or anything you know definitely and even if they even if they were so hey dude's a good example even if it was specifically made as this goofy thing they were doing it in styles and kind of it seemed like with a freedom to just be creative yeah yeah it does feel kind of unrestrained most of this stuff and if you if if you read slimed it definitely you definitely get that sense of um nickelodeon was kind of 
telling them just go be artists, do yeah. cool stuff. And so I'm not, I'm not sure if kids watching TV, I'm sure kids watching TV right now in 15 years, will have a podcast about how they liked, <laughs> um, you know, wizardly plays yeah, or whatever. It's hard but, to say what would be, what are the ones yeah. for them now? But even yeah. going back and not, and are there, not any? all of it holds up, but going back, a lot of it does. Yeah. And so it feels, it feels as though they were making art at a higher level than just a kid's show. Besides, like, the game shows, yeah. it seems, there's a ton of Nick shows where it's clearly be, whoever is making it, I mean, Ren and Stimpy's definitely a case where whoever's making it is not necessarily really worried whether kids yeah, are watching yeah. it or not. Yeah, they had, a, yeah, they were injecting a lot more of themselves, it seemed like, into this stuff. Yeah. Into the work that they were doing. Yeah. Whereas now I'm not sure that people get as much of a chance to do that. Yeah, we said it last week about um, you can't do that on television, but there's just no way Ren and Stimpy would air on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, I right. don't I don't think. No, I don't think There's so. nothing like uh, it. Yeah, I'm not sure where. I mean, maybe like Adult Swim now yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, before we go on, I just wanted to say that, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, Dale Jarvis is the composer of the Hey Dude song. <laughs> Shout out to Dale Jarvis. <laughs> So, number three is Salute Your Shorts. We run, we jump, we swim and play. We grow and go on trips. But the thing that lasts forever. Alright, um, this is by Ed Elton. Mm-hmm. And a uh, little fact from Mental Floss it's the only theme in history t- to contain the word fart. Which is a. That is an Quite a distinction. Um, it, for me, this just, it gets the spirit of, uh, Nickelodeon in general, the mm-hmm. show, of course. Yeah. Um, I like that the actors were singing and they kind of touch upon the different characters within the song. Yeah. Um, there's some gags during the song between Ugg and, uh, and, uh, Budnick. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Danny Cooksey. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know, it's a good one. It's not, like, necessarily a masterpiece. It's just one of those ones that got in my head. I liked it. Uh, it kind of sums up the feeling of what I'm looking for. For sure. It's one that I don't think I'll ever forget. It's So it has that going for it. It, it didn't make my list. The reason it didn't make my list is just that I f- it was too maybe too scrappy for me. I liked that it feels like a real... Kind of like a real camp song. Definitely does. Um, and but it, but I just think they really got the spirit of that right. I don't uh, disagree with that at all. Yeah, it's it's a really good song. It's definitely a close call for me. It just didn't hit the mark. It didn't hit the mark. <laughs> good. <laughs> all right. My number three was guts. Guts, um, it's a classic. It's, it's precision is impressive. So uh, right out the gate, you know, you know, you're listening to something memorable. Uh, it gets stuck in your head. It feels perfect for the show. Um, and it, it provided me as a young man, ample opportunity to perhaps say to a friend, do you have it? 
To which the friend might say, have what? And the answer was always guts. Um, I, I like so. it. Um, it. It didn't make my list. Uh, <laughs> I think the problem with it for me was um, it's kind of like your problem with Salute Your Shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't quite wasn't quite up to par with the other songs for me i guess like it definitely yeah. gets stuck in your head it definitely it gets the show right there's just oh it's almost like a little too calculated or something um, oh definitely calculated it's just uh not <laughs> it just uh, it's just not great tell me you hear gu- we're sitting here and mm. you hear guts just start blasting in the next room True. i i would know it instantly and i like that i like yeah. that about it yeah um I think it's just one little step below the rest for me. <laughs> All right. Not too far below, but it just doesn't make it for me. All right. You don't like guts. No, I do. I, 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 I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, we're not going to fight. But uh, the guy who created the guts theme song, his name is Rick. His name is Rick Wachowski. Uh, he is a professional jingle writer, so you might know his other works. Uh, figure it out. Shout out to all those figure it out fans. Uh, Double Dare two thousand. Shout out to all those Double Dare <laughs> two thousand fans. Uh, he mentions you know he's been wanting to always write a hit record, but he he knows ultimately guts is going to be the thing he's remembered for. I found a little video clip of him talking to the website Great Big Story, and they do really cool clips. If you haven't if you haven't checked out Great Great Big Story, go to YouTube, check out some stuff. Um, just want to play a clip with Rick here where he kind of explains his work on Guts. When I got the call to do this piece, hip-hop was just coming of age. Immediately, it came to mind, do you have it, Guts? They liked it, and they said, you think you can put a little rap to it? I said, sure. I'm a Polish guy from West Virginia. I can rap, yeah. It takes a certain kind of something to keep the heart pumping. Something everybody needs to achieve to succeed. You'll need a lot. They were big on the sound effects stuff in that too. And you can hear me in there. Ooh, ah. I sampled my myself. So that was Rick Wachowski. Um, a fun fact I definitely learned that I didn't realize is if you listen to the full version of the Guts theme song, there is a rap in it. And um, I think Mike O'Malley always popped in before you could get to that rap. <laughs> But uh, certainly, if you've not listened to the two-minute version of the Guts theme song, <laughs> um, you know, scamp on over to YouTube. Cut. Yeah, deep, deep, deep cut. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to number two. Okay, so number two was number one from last week. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Um, this was done by Jeff Zahn and Jeff Fisher. Um, this, I think, for me, it was like as good as the visuals in this intro. Um, just really atmospheric, very simple, but executed perfectly. Um, not only nails the show, but just like gets you kind of uneasy feeling when you listen to it, I think. It, amazing, too, that... Um this song which is genuinely scary so for a show made for kids meant to scare kids the show is perfect uh even if it was a show for adults it you know kind of like in the twilight zone sphere where it's just a show that um i don't think are you afraid of the dark will maybe hold up 
uh, like the Twilight <laughs> Zone, but um, it, it has the same impact, which is right from the beginning, you feel it sets that mood. Um, incredible, because um, Clickstein fact. Clickstein fact uh, that Zahn said he wrote the song in an airport. Hmm. Um, so just to think that such a masterpiece yeah. <laughs> could be written amidst such misery. <laughs> Maybe. It's happening all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make my list just because uh, it's great. No, no doubt. I I thought the effects in the song were just as effective as the music. So the creaking, the swings, the water, the boat, the shutters. I thought that's the kid laughing. I think that stuff is just as impactful as the actual song. And so I didn't know how to separate. And yeah. All this to say that it's a great pick. It's just not on my list. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel it. Cool. My number two is Doug. So Doug is by a guy named Fred Newman, and here I am just saying Fred Newman. Fred Newman is not just a guy. So if you're a Doug fan, Fred Newman also did the voice of Skeeter, Mr. Dink, Porkchop, uh, all of the beats. He did all of the music, so all of the mouth sounds you're used to if you like Doug, all of the weird like shaking noises, the things like that. Um... He, he did all of it, so including the theme song. And I think, uh, not only do I really like the song for how strange it is and how quirky and memorable it is, but I was thinking about Doug without the music. And to me, that was the biggest factor, which I think is if you take out the music in Doug or whatever the sounds in Doug, it becomes a lesser show immediately. And so I know it's theme songs, but I kind of can... The theme song, I think, is directly connected to everything you hear in the show and it just seemed big that, and that's a very good point um how the song affects the show and i think a lot of these that's the case um, yeah are you for the dark too like i think it just perfectly sets up the show but um yeah i think doug's a great one um it's just <laughs> impressive that that guy has, has done so much yeah he also did the um he did the voices for the Gremlins oh, wow. in the Gremlins movies. So he is a noise-making machine. <laughs> it's incredible. He can make any noise. In fact, uh, just like Rick Wachowski, I wanted to play a clip from Great Big Story. So this is them talking to Fred a little bit about how he got hooked up with Doug. I worked on a Nickelodeon show called Doug. I did the sound design and music. That wasn't Doug's voice, that was actually my voice. We wanted to use as much as we could household objects, things that a kid would have. Make it sound innocent, because this is a kid's diary. I tended to do a lot of things with my mouth. Okay, so that was Fred uh, on Great Big Story. Again, you can check those videos out on YouTube. Just search Fred Newman or Doug, Great Big Story, whatever. Um, I also wanted to read a quote from someone in Slime, so this will be a Clickstein fact. Clickstein. So in Slime, uh, one of the guys who worked on the theme song, a guy named Dan Sawyer, uh, said this. 
We were like kids ourselves doing the music for Doug. Because it's so sparse and hand-done, it stands out. We didn't feel like we were constrained. Up to that point, most of the music heard in cartoons was derived from Carl Stalling, the guy who set the template for almost all animated cartoons. It's orchestral, and it has a lot of chromatic runs and a lot of funny quotes from symphonies. I love that stuff. We were trying to do something different, though, and uh, I think they definitely accomplished that. It's along with Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy. Besides Guts on my list, I would say the, the things I picked were things that I thought challenged what a kid's show was and more so exposed me to different types of music, whether it was electronic, whether it was... Uh, R&B scat, uh, whether it was um, a dude making weird noises with his <laughs> mouth, uh, it it was stuff that I felt I'm like grateful that I've yeah been I exposed totally agree, to it. Agree with that, and still experimented at the same time. It's yeah. weird. Um, they just went ab- above where you would think people would go on this stuff. Put yeah. uh, injected a lot of themselves into it. Yeah. All right. Well, number one, I don't think it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, this is a, it's pretty safe to say between us that this would be our number one, Um, but I think it deserves to be that. Regardless. Yeah, regardless of how we feel about it, ultimately, but it's going to be Pete and Pete. Yep, Pete and Pete. Um, That's Hey Sandy by Polaris. Um, and the first time I saw this, it was uh, just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. You know, you're like, you don't even know what you're getting or what you're about to get with this. Yeah. Um, love the band. Um, you know, this isn't the... This is more about the title sequence, but the band showing up again is just great. Yeah. Very unexpected, very weird, like, you don't know who these guys are, what they're doing. Yeah, it's Nickelodeon taking a chance again. Yeah. So, instead of making a show with Pete and Pete doing whatever, you have a show with a rock band who are playing the theme and on the lawn, and so, yeah, it's a combination of things, but... And it's the one, um, real song. It's a... I mean, of all all these theme songs. It's, like, on its own... It exists on an album, full album of Pete and Pete songs. I'd argue in the '90s, the guts, the guts song could have easily made it onto a uh, Jock Jams, but yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, I digress. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, it could have made like definitely could have been on the radio. If I would have heard it on the radio as a kid, I would have still been, I, I still would have had the feeling of whoa, who is this? Yeah. This is a really cool song. Um and. Uh, them being on the show then later on um, with their other music, but also actually showing up on the show yeah. in the one episode um, w- is just adds to the kind of surreality of Pete and Pete. Yeah. Um, and that the song had nothing to do. It was just totally removed from the show. Yeah. I mean, it had zero to do with it. Um, quick, but it was perfect. Quick, quick, quick Stein fact. Yeah. Mark Mulcahy said in the book, something Will and I, and Will's the uh, creator of Pete and Pete, something Will and I agreed on was that neither of us wanted a theme song that was about the show. Not Pete and Pete, two brothers, blah, 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 blah. It was going to be its own song. So right off the bat, it seemed like 
they knew they were going to do something different. Yeah. And committed to that, to doing that throughout the whole thing. show. Yeah. yeah that, that episode you referred to a hard day's Pete where little Pete wanders by a garage and Polaris are in the garage playing um, summer baby and Pete just becomes obsessed. Uh, maybe, and maybe we'll talk about this episode sometime on, a, on, yeah. on its own episode, but I, I don't know if there's an episode as a kid I ever felt as as though I related to more because at that time I was discovering guitar and I was discovering what kind of music I liked. I mean, I was really into Weezer and um, Polaris was just a weirder, less produced version of that. And so it kind of opened my eyes to something different. And so uh, we both, I, both you and I know love Polaris. If you, if you like Hey Sandy... Please, there's a whole album of Polaris songs that is called the uh, music from the adventures of Pete and Pete, and the song you'll know the songs from just watching the episode. So, uh, waiting for October, she is staggering. Ivy Boy. There's so many great songs. Um, and, you know, this is kind of a free plug, but um, the band that Polaris stemmed from was an 80s band called Miracle Legion, which the creators of the show said they loved. And if you like Polaris, you'll like Miracle Legion. And if you like Miracle Legion, you'll love Mark Mulcahy, who is the lead singer and writer of all of those things. Uh, he just released an album last week, um, The Possum in the Driveway. And so he just makes really um, a f- affecting music and his lyrics are really thoughtful and often beautiful and um the fact that there's this kid's show that st- stuffed that music in there i mean like the magnetic yeah. fields are yeah. part of the score um, yeah this is the kind of thing that just doesn't happen now no um i mean to my knowledge i don't i don't i mean i'm not i don't <laughs> i can't actually remember the last time i watched nickelodeon but i'd be shocked if i turned it on and there was an indie rock band yeah. <laughs> supplying the music for the show. Especially something you haven't heard or that sounds like super, almost like it was produced for the show. Yeah. I mean, maybe not that, but like, um, this was just so far removed in a way that it was perfect. Yeah. Like, to, how could you have guessed? To think they turned work? in Pete and Pete and the theme song was what it was and the opening credits was what it was and then this, the music that actually filled out the episode was you know, this really strange, like, if you take the magnetic fields and nobody, nobody at Nickelodeon batted an eye, like, you know, okay, this is cool. Yeah, let's just do this. Um, I think, again, we talk about Nickelodeon 90s. I think it's, I think they were, take the reason we're sitting here talking about it is because they took bigger chances than most generation of kids probably had uh, exposure to. Yeah, so. and it's weird that, uh, to me, that people don't do this more. I mean, the way that they did it. At least in, you know, I know it's like, probably they churn these things out now more, but, um, like, a lot of these creators and just the people involved just seem to put a lot of themselves into it. Yeah. You know, like, they like a certain kind of music or something, so they go with what they like. For sure, yeah. They try to use it, um, which I think oftentimes ends up being the greatest things because it's like you leave an imprint of you something. Yeah, yeah. you're giving someone else a chance to see what it, your world and what it is you like about yeah. it. and um, They definitely did that. Uh, Polaris did a reunion tour a couple of years ago, so the band who did the song, and um, 
they didn't come anywhere near where we live in Ohio. So I searched it and they're playing in Massachusetts and our friend Chris was living out there at the time. So we did get to see him a couple years ago and I would describe it as surreal. Yeah. Definitely. Um, one of the best live music experiences <laughs> yeah, I've to, ever had. I to think. go from this band that I didn't know had an album, you know, when I was a kid, I, we discovered the album. Yeah. It was really exciting. Yeah, when that when the CD came out, that was like a what is happening yeah. right now? There's a little cassette tapes. I know <laughs> yeah, our friend yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the only people I've ever met that has that. They released like a specialty yeah, it was cassette like in tape, a, uh, cereal box, or, yeah. or you sent away for it or something. <laughs> yeah, um, and it just had a couple of the songs yeah. on it. Right, so a couple, and then you go from a couple to oh, they have a record, and they just pressed it. I think on vinyl. If you visit yeah. their website and. Um, then they went and toured and that was really cool. And the people in the audience, it felt like we were connected by that experience yeah. of loving adventures of All people that really <laughs> cared about that, that, that. This was like something really important in everyone's lives, I think. Yeah. So that's our, yeah, that's our that's, top five. That's the one, man. For sure. There's no, there's no doubt. So let's move on to our close calls. <laughs> Okay. Um, my my really close ones were uh, Rocco's Modern Life, um, the B 52s version, not, you know, not yeah. the first one. Life. I think it's amazing, like uh, how the B 52s like elevated the same almost identical song. Yes, it, it was on my list. It worked its way off once I remembered there was the original version. It they are light years apart. The B Shout out to the B-52s for making Rocco's Modern Life a much better song. Um, Rugrats was also on mine and Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, Clarissa explains it all also. That to me is kind of in the same realm as Doug almost. Yeah. It's like um, just kind of goofy, not no lyrics. Yeah. Um, and Spongebob. You know, yeah, I'll leave it. It's memorable. Yeah. I feel like to an extent, yeah. it's a little obnoxious for my, for my liking. It's it's a little. I'll I'll just hit on a few more here. Right, that I right, like right. Uh, Angry Beavers. I really yeah. liked uh, Garfield and Friends. We're ready to party. <laughs> is the title. Of the I song. don't I don't remember how the theme song goes. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, Gullah Gullah Island. Yeah, I like that. Good. Yeah. Um, Journey of Alan Strange has got a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, Muppet Babies. Oh yeah. Uh, David the Gnome, mm-hmm. Tin Tin, Welcome Freshman. This uh, and Men in Black the series. It wasn't on Nickelodeon, <laughs> but it's got a great song. So you I and I have discussed this. It. I yeah. first I, 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 you, you I doubt can't it, believe I can't believe this was a show. <laughs> Andrew says it's good. I also can't believe that. <laughs> It, uh, it, yeah, it's a solid watch. I would give it a chance. And the theme song's great. I mean, again, this is not Nickelodeon made, but. Uh, it's it's a solid. How long did it run? Just a couple years. It was like a Saturday morning cartoon, you know. But it's got pretty good animation, like surprisingly uh-huh. good for it, and it's real alien packed, and eh, it's good. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no, that's it. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. So I I definitely agree with Rocco. Uh, B fifty two's version is great. Yeah. The first one I didn't like, so I didn't make it. Uh, Keenan and Kel, which I thought was really fun. Oh, here it goes. It's quirky. Uh, I like they got Coolio to do it. That's 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 fun. Uh, hey Arnold, I love the smooth jazz thing. But, here we go. Here we go. but uh, Helga, 
uh, Screaming Hey Arnold is just super undesirable. I like the Legends of the Hidden Temple theme, but I would absolutely not fight for it. Um, the Alex Mack theme, I think, is really... I like it. it yeah. It's really peppy and fun. Uh, I had Hey Dude on the list. Um, so there, there's a bunch of stuff in consideration. N- 90s Nickelodeon theme songs is no small task. <sighs> yeah, there was, there was a lot of stuff. But there was also some not-so-great not so stuff. So let's, mo- let's move on to Ferguson. And do you want to remind yeah, people? Yeah, um, just a Ferguson is essentially our bottom of the barrel picks, but you know he's just the kind of annoying character. He's always there. Yeah, and you don't, you kind of love to dislike <laughs> him. You know, there's or nothing against love it, to be annoyed by him. The, the actor was, I would, it's, I'd say it's a compliment because he did his job so well. Yeah, that. yeah, he was a great character. Yeah, um, but he's the worst. Okay, so, uh, okay. so what didn't you so, like? Almost making it for my worst, uh, for my Ferguson from last week, because Animorphs make them another appearance. But this is one that's so bad that it's almost kind of good. It's just like a terrible rock song. It's almost kind of enjoyable for uh, that reason. Uh, So it's bad in every regard. The the opening credits are bad, (laughs) comically bad. Uh, The theme song is comically bad <laughs> but um and this one is not a nickelodeon original again but uh lassie is my most hated theme yeah. song uh, it's got a terrible really high-pitched whistle <laughs> and the kid just yelling lassie it's just <laughs> it's really depressing yeah. to me um i had i I kind of know it. I can kind of think of it, but it definitely would not have. It was not on my radar. But it's. I would agree that it was um, not a theme song I want to hear. It's not. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had. I had. I think we're gonna try to keep our Fergusons to one. But I had. You know, this time around I had two. I dislike both for the same reason, um, which is, despite actually both having okay theme songs, one more than the other, uh, the main character talks over the theme song and it's like yo have some respect all right uh and those are the mystery files of shelby woo there's always something going on and i shelby woo am a vital part of it all i wanted milk you see any milk where she just will not stop blabbering over like some surf rock song and then there's the wild thornberries which has kind of this fun jungle song this is me eliza thornberry part of your average family i got a dad but again, she's just blabbing about her parents' vacation, and uh, it, it it restricts you from really enjoying the theme song. Um, I kind of like the Wild Thornberries. I mean, mm-hmm. I I feel you on the um, narration. Yeah, and I think that that might even be a like part of the change that we were kind of discussing, where they're not trusting you as much as a yes. viewer. Yeah, you know, they got to explain what's going on right up front, and it's like. I'm not sure that this is necessary. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to really hit me over the head with it. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the mystery is what makes some of this stuff great, you know? Um, yeah. You don't, I, I don't... Particularly in Shelby Woo's case, where it's all supposed to be <laughs> it's a mystery. a mystery show. Jeez, Shelby Woo, cut me a break. 
All right. And so this last segment is a new one. We didn't do this last week, but we thought it would be fun to involve our our friends as much as possible in these conversations since they are also, uh, I don't know if they like it as much as we do, but uh, they, they grew up on the same stuff. I'm sure they have strong opinions. Yeah. So this segment is called Call That... Get like all that, and uh, so here's the song. Pretty cool. Uh, we decide today to call our friend who we went to the Polaris show with. Uh, his name is Chris, he lives in Texas, uh, and we're hoping. We're hoping he will pick up. <laughs> if he doesn't, uh, we would move on to our next friend. Uh, <laughs> until someone picks up. But let's, you want to try, Chris? Yeah. All right. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> hey. Um, so we've been talking about our favorite theme songs, and we're just, uh, we were hoping to get, what yours, what yours was? 90s Nickelodeon. Not, not like, uh, all time. Yeah, yeah. Alright. So first of all, can I give you some observations? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm terrible. The the worst two, uh, I think the worst two, uh, theme songs are Alex Mack and Alex Strange. What? <laughs> okay, so 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 just so you know, just so you know, so you have some background. Um, Alan Strange made it onto Andrew's close calls, and Alex Mack made it onto my close calls. <laughs> I think. Oh my God. I mean, they're that. Well, I guess that's what's fun about opinions. Uh, man, those those are like so boring. What are your problems? Um, what? Okay. Second, you don't like those songs? No, I love them. They sound like oh. music. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would totally okay. agree. All right. I I was wondering if you guys picked up on this like like this nineties Nickelodeon infatuation with like strange low voices in theme songs. Def- like Rocko Spider Live. Hey, hey, hey dude. Hey dude, yeah. Guts. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good um, point. But anyway, so here's my uh, here's my I have like a top ten ish. And I'm excluding, uh, I'm excluding, uh, Polaris because, or Pete and Pete, because that's, like, actually an album I listen to, even though that's the only track I'll skip, but it's a great song. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually a pretty good point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I think th- these are kind of in order, but, uh, let's see, what do we got here? All right. I like What Would You Do a lot. I think that's, like, my number eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> I'm, okay, here's what I'm going for. Let me give you my criteria. I like melody. I like, me- I like the, right. the songs that you're going to hum, even if you don't like them. Right. Kinda, you're kinda, I don't, the stuff that sticks in your head. 
It's not terrible. I like also, it. I feel it. I don't. I, I don't care that much if it fits um, the show. Like I'm mm. trying to treat this as like just totally independent. Like just based on does a song make me want to keep watching? Okay. That's basically it. And what would you do if it's that for me? Real, 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 real. Hey, real quick. Did you say that was? Did you say that? <laughs> did you say that was your number eight? All right, so let's move on to seven. <laughs> All right, number seven is Cousin Skeeter. What is happening? Oh my god! Okay, I mean, that didn't even come up between us. A really cool '90s subcategory of famous artists doing Nickelodeon kid songs. So, seven oh two did cut, who were pretty popular at the time did the Cousin Skeeter song. We have, and they're the best, I think, of like the popular band doing theme songs. The worst being Coolio, <laughs> Kenan and Kelly, which is just like embarrassing. Okay. That, that right. was one of Joe's close calls. <laughs> really? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I mean, it's it's like a bad keyboard trumpet. <laughs> yeah, that's. Ex- I mean, it it really almost doesn't sound much better than that. Take Helga out of it, I guess. <laughs> that is the worst part. Yeah, it's a good song. I do. I they, right. that song that does that song does a cool job of like incorporating like New York City noises as well, like car horns and. Oh, that yeah, the the the, the show and the theme song does such a good job of capturing New York. I think. I I, I was like I'm like maybe I should go back and watch some of these. That that felt that that's like late Nickelodeon for me, but uh, I think it's real. All right, my, my last two, my top two, I guarantee 
are not on your list. <laughs> Big talk. Uh, and and you guys are going to think that they're ridiculous, but I think you should give them another listen. Uh, my number two is Roundhouse. Oh, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Roundhouse. It's alright. Uh, it's better than the I show. The What'd you say? I love the message. I hated that show. I, 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 but every time that show was on, I would wait for the theme song to end, yeah. and I would calmly change the channel. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. When my life gets me so down, you know I can go down to where the music and the fun never ends. When the music is playing, yeah. It's kind of got that new Radicals, you get what you give, oh. uh, kind of like positivity to it. Except worse. <laughs> I can see it. The number one for sure, which for is just sure. like sure. This, this is my sleeper, like my sleeper Nickelodeon show too. Uh, Welcome to Freshman. Uh, like, oh, that was on my almost list. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. It Rocking like, like like a Fugazi song or something. Hmm, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really cool. I agree with that. Uh, and uh, my definite most overrated song is Doug. Alright, alright. <laughs> and it's probably made one of your top threes. I mean, it's it's definitely, you're right, Doug's definitely <laughs> know my, bro- my brother and me, you're right. <laughs> um, okay. It was on your top, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's my number two. Yeah. Here's the thing about the Doug theme song. Like, I just kind of also like to imagine the musicians playing it and like the Doug theme song is just like you could tell it's just some like old fat white guys like putting their fingers in their ears trying to get the harmonies right thinking that they're like really cool um so that's number one why, why I don't like that song and number two that is uh I guarantee you the only Nickelodeon theme song with a dubstep remix <laughs> whatever I, we don't we I know, don't know whether I, that's true or not yeah I, I, I still like Doug. You know, I pre. I, I, fine. I'll give you a fine on that. Accept it. You might be like conflating the goodness of the show with the goodness of the song. No, I think it. I think it's, it's, it's a terrible. Song. I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, I think it's perfect for the show. Um. Yeah. I, uh, I guess. Go. Um, go. Go. Uh, yeah. Google search Fred Newman. I think you'll like the dude who did it. He's really likable. Oh no, I. No, I hate him. I watched him perform the song live. What? Uh, like, How am I know, hearing this really for the first time? You know who this dude is? I, yeah, I, I, I did. I don't know anything about. I just know what he looks like. I, I don't like the kind of his gym. Well, but how did you see him? How did you see him live? Because uh, on on YouTube. Sorry, uh, I, there's like a YouTube video of him and this other middle-aged, like boring-looking guy, like. Doing a really embarrassing rendition of Doug. Oh wait, the most important reason that that theme song is overrated is it's only one chord. There's, there's, it's one chord the whole time. <laughs> but it's not. Are you talking about Doug? Yeah. It's not about the chords. You're missing the point. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it doesn't. It's not that. Like, it's. You're right. It's not about the chords. But like, how lazy is that? They're like, they just. It's the opposite of lazy. They, they couldn't even bother to 
bother with a chord change. No, no, no. It's the it's definitely the opposite of that that song. That theme song is far more ambitious than anything you named. <laughs> it's okay. okay. I know I say some ridiculous things, but that is insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. I think we're out of time. I think I think this is a good. Okay. This was a good call. Yeah. All right, we just might. No, thank you. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Uh, I liked hearing all the different uh, shows that we didn't go over. So that's good. Yeah, Welcome Freshman, check that out. Yeah, I know that one. It's a good one. I agree. All right, Chris is dropping his mic with Welcome Freshman. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. All right, Thank thanks for calling. All right, enjoy the rest. I can't wait to listen to uh, episode two. All awesome. right. Awesome, thanks. Oh, wait, can I leave you guys with a question that you can either answer... Uh, that I'd like you to answer at some point. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to know your if you were, had to choose out of the whole Nickelodeon pantheon, your best friend, your girlfriend, and your arch enemy. Oh, that is really good. Yeah. Okay. That's that's great. Okay. Just just think about it. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. See ya. Thanks. Bye. All right. That was call that with our buddy Chris. <laughs> Uh, Some controversial that. choices there, <clears throat> but good. I liked hearing the different opinions. Yeah, you know, sure, that's good. All right, that was fun. Yeah. Um, so join us next week when we'll be discussing uh, Chris's question: best friend, girlfriend, and arch enemy. Uh, we'll go over his answers for that and our own, and we're gonna try something new as well. Um, um, we're gonna do verses. Yeah, Guts versus Legends will be the first one. So we'll kind of discuss what's good about each one of those and debate the debate which one is better. Should be pretty epic. Yeah. Okay, so before we go, if you want to get a hold of us, there's a bunch of ways to do that. You can contact us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, as in Big Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, we'd be really happy and excited to hear from people about shows they want us to talk about lists verses whatever it might be or just any general feedback uh, you could also email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com and we are uh, available now to download at podbean uh, and also on itunes and word around town is it's very helpful to leave five star reviews on itunes if you like the show so uh, if you're so inclined feel free to reach out to us Cool. Until next time. Yeah. See ya. I was around. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I was around. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I was around. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I was around. W A R T Ward.